Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Give New England credit, right? A lot of times you thought they would go away, and they kept coming back, giving themselves an opportunity, but not good enough to beat a talented, dominant Bills team. And that is going to be it. The end of a week that no one will ever forget with a joyful ending, a celebration. Celebration in Buffalo, but no joy in Mudville as the Patriots are all done for the final time this year. It is a Patriots Monday Sports Radio WEEI. Welcome in, everybody. Christian Arkean here, Megan Ottolini. We got Andy Hart in the house uh, for the first two hours of the program here as we react to what was the ending of a very frustrating season. We'll uh, get to that. We'll get to everything you heard from Bill Belichick today and um, all the offseason questions that have yet to be answered. But first... Let's go ahead and jump right in, everybody. Hi, by the way. Hi. Uh, with our uh, Hi. big takeaways from the uh, from the game. Let's go ahead and start with our uh, guest, Andy Hart. Um, biggest takeaway. So I'm going to ignore the obvious. You probably should do a better job on kick coverage. <laughs> and I am going to jump to something we've talked about for months and months and months. Not Matt Patricia. I'll leave that for somebody else. Maybe Bill Belichick even. I think you saw a game where big-time players make big-time plays in big games. Like, we lived it for 20 years. Brady to Gronkowski, Brady to Edelman, some Edelman throwing the ball. Like Those guys, when the moment is big, tend to make plays. That's how you win in the NFL. Offensive playmakers making plays. I watch Josh Allen roll right and flick it to John Brown, 46 yards. I watch him roll left and throw a bomb to Stephon Diggs. So forget the two crazy, quirky kickoff returns. You couldn't stop them from making big plays and doing what they do. And I think... Conversely, you look at the Patriots' offense, you don't have that. You you just have some guys that, yeah, Jacoby Myers will make an occasional play, but you don't have anybody that can take over a game, including the quarterback, who I thought played pretty well, but still made a few mistakes. It's funny that we're saying might have been the best game of his career. Right. Three picks. <laughs> we're so excited that the best game of his career had three picks. So the talent divide between your New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills, which is obvious, was obvious on the game field on the offensive side of the football. Megan Adelini, major takeaways. Okay, my first one. I mean, well, this is this is the big one. I don't want to. I don't like to see people lose their jobs. Oh, I got to try to keep humanity in it. But uh, Cam Accord has got to go, and I don't understand why we haven't gotten the announcement yet. I know it's early in the day still, but what we saw from the special teams yesterday was embarrassing. It was embarrassing for any team, but for the New England Patriots, who that's been their, you know, the stamp on top of everything in this franchise, 
before the last three years, for, you know, 20 years before that, two decades, whatever, for it to come to that, like, I, I, I give the team a lot of credit for moving on from the way that the game opened. Okay, emotions were so high. I understand whiffing on that. It was embarrassing in the moment, but it was like, you know what? This is the Bills' day. They open it this way. It's cathartic in a way for them. And then you come back and you you have your horrible three and out and you go tie it up 7-7 seven, seven, on one of the most, uh, I think, productive drives that we've seen from Mac Jones in the offense. But the second time, like, you let it happen again? And this isn't even to get into the whole situation, which, which we will later in the show with Jake Bailey, why he was, quote, ineligible. Mm. And uh, Bill scrambling that whole situation with the media, which is bizarre. But I come back to the coach there, Cam Accord. Okay, you have at least a competent special teams coach on on your staff right now who seems to be doing nothing other than verbal jazz and press conferences. Move him over. I'm sorry. The guy has gotten his shot and at this point, it's rock bottom from the punting, the kickoffs. I mean, all you have is basically Nick Folk doing, you know, making field goals most of the time. He fell off a little this year, too. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Late in the year. It's just, it's, you know, you have some small talent there. You have Marcus Jones, who seems to be a spark plug all over the field. So I'm not going to attribute that to Cam Accord. He's got to go. Like, I, I would be happy if they just, you know, push... Joe Judge over there at this point. That's fine. He's shown he can do it. This is not. You you can't have this. By the end of the week, like if he's still here, then I'm going to be losing a lot of optimism that I have that there's going to be real changes in the offseason. Special teams were so bad yesterday. How bad were they? That a squib kick that went out of bounds... Was one of the better kickoffs they had in the game. Yeah, you kept them to the 40. <laughs> like, that, they didn't score. That's a fact. <laughs> I can't even believe that. Um, my major takeaway from the game is uh, that it started off like some other bad Patriots playoff games. What I immediately thought of when Hines ran that uh, touchdown back was Ray Rice in 2009. Yep. And that game was over in the first quarter. I think that uh, Baltimore led 24 to nothing in that first quarter, if I recall correctly. Um, it also had sort of a 97 Super Bowl Desmond Howard thing going on there, too, because he had a he had the big uh, game cinching kick return at the end, but he also had a bunch of big punt returns in that game, too. Um, it seemed like one of those type of games where the Patriots were going to be out of it very early and they weren't. And I think that that's something that's kind of getting lost here. This was an awful season, but for this game, this game, I feel like a lot of positives could have been taken away from it. Positives that if this game had happened at any other point in the season, we'd all be talking about this season going a different direction. Um, It was too little too late, obviously, but I do think that they showed something there. I do think that this team showed something there. They were playing for something. Um, the offense looked as good as it's looked all year against the real defense, uh, which is the first time you could say that. I thought that Mac Jones carved up that defense on two drives, which uh, the only other time really I thought that was against Baltimore and against Minnesota, yep. who have soft defenses. Um, to go out there and do that against uh, against Buffalo, especially when earlier this year they could barely cross the 50 against this team, I thought was promising. 
I thought the defense was promising, except for a couple of big plays. Uh, on special teams, they were a nightmare. They were a disaster. But I thought the offense and the defense played well enough to win that game. And I was so far away from expecting that. I was expecting them to get their asses kicked so much harder than they actually got kicked that part of me feels like there's something to feel good about here. And then you sort of look at everything else. You look at what's on the table for the offseason. You look at the potential coaching carousel that's going to happen here. You look at Mac Jones and his numbers and all the numbers on the offense, and it really paints a different picture. But I do think that that game, at the very least, that game left on a bit of a high note for me. It really did. I know that's weird to say. Moral but I feel victory like Monday. They ended the season on somewhat of a high note. I really, I honestly believe that. I do. I thought that they were going to get destroyed yesterday. Absolutely destroyed. And is that what it is? And they hung in that game. Is that what it is, though? Is it like the Because I think everybody did. I think everybody on the planet was watching that game and expected they were going to get destroyed, especially 14 seconds in. You get that kickoff, and if you thought it was going to be 35-3 to after that kickoff, you probably said, well, I was wrong. It's going to be 50-3. to Because I, I don't know if I can get on board with how well they played. That's going to be a struggle for me. Oh? Yeah, I just, I, I think it's because of the expectations. Like I said with Mac, we're, we're saying might be the best game of his career, might have been the best half of his career. I think he went 13 of 16, two touchdown drives in the first half. But when you finish it, it's a three-interception game. Like, is that what we're left to? Is that what we're left to feeling good about, well, we competed with the Bills. I didn't think we'd compete with them. And, mm-hmm. and Mac wasn't terrible. He was kind of okay. And third down, they still weren't great. So I, I just think it's the bar. We've kind of lowered the bar so far at this point that when they don't stink, it's like when you go into a bad movie, like you have this movie and you're like, it's going to be terrible. And then when it doesn't really suck, you're like, yeah, I guess that was worth my time. Wasn't 10 that bucks. bad? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. that bad. Wasn't why, that bad. Why are you going into movies that you think are going to be terrible? <laughs> well, you know, somebody who's dragging, yeah, yeah. dragging you to the movie. Or, or like a sequel, something. Like, I didn't see it. Maybe it was fine, but like that Christmas story sequel. So you go see oh, that. Oh, God. Like, I go into that expecting. There's no way this can be good. Mm-hmm. But and then why when are it you doesn't going suck, to it? Well, because you saw the first one, you feel like you should see the second one, nostalgia, you can opt whatever. Out. Are you like, <laughs> what is the orange, the stupid uh, clockwork orange situation where your wife is like prying your eyes oh. open to watch <laughs> well, some romantic comedy? You never get forced by a, a wife, a husband, a, a friend into going to a movie that you're like, I don't really want to see that, but I guess if everybody's going, I'll go. No. Well, okay. Well, you're <laughs> a different example. Home. You're derailing the point here. The expectations have been lowered. The so expectations. Far. I, get, I get what you're saying. You know what? I think I'm in a really good mood today because of the momentum I'm seeing with people getting fired. People getting fired is putting me in a good mood elsewhere in the league right Didn't now. Didn't you start like this getting saying? The, I know. Getting the Cliff Kingsbury I want to keep the out, human side like, of it. See, seeing the, the coaching carousel start moving is getting me excited because I feel like there might be real change coming here. And uh-huh. I think it feels like we have been stuck in neutral all season where it's like, mm, you are, okay, that's fine. Uh, that was pretty bad. Okay, that's fine. Oh, uh, that was bad again. And it's just going back and forth. And you never really got to a point where you're like, wow, this team looks really good. This team is going somewhere. Going forward. Like, is going forward. <laughs> we, we never went forward this season. Nope. And now I think since the season's over, that it feels like we might get some momentum of things moving forward, whether it's Bill O'Brien coming back, whether it's Cliff Kingsbury coming here as offensive coordinator. And I know we'll get into all of the rumors and speculation about who might be coming in and hopefully uh, fulfilling, you know, taking over those duties from Mm -hmm. Matt Patricia. But I, I think I'm just in a good mood coming off of the game because of that. Because it's, it's like, over. It's not even, but it's not even like relief. And there's a change coming. I have, yeah, I have optimism right about the changes coming. And I hope, maybe that's I hope me being too. totally naive. Because when I, it sounds like if we listen to Bill, 
it's not going to be that different than the well, last He hasn't thought season. about it. The process starts this afternoon. He right. had never thought, to this point, it was all focus on the games. He not once did he think, Matt, Patricia, maybe I need to move on from you in the offseason. He's going to start that process right now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Thank you very much. You. Um, when I say uh, optimism, and when I talk about my sort of feelings on the game, that doesn't really translate to the offseason at all. I think the offseason needs to be rife with change, and I think that a lot of things need to happen here. I'm strictly talking about the fight that I saw in the game, and what I liked about that, by the way, what that showed me is that these players, if you bring in a coaching staff that's competent, look like they'd be able to go out and compete. You know, you saw that last year. Andy uh, says no. In, yeah. in, uh, in, in 2021. I don't know if they'll win anything, but I know that they could be back in the playoffs. I think that that's very possible. If they had if they had just a little bit more discipline and they weren't, you know, fumbling games away at the very end. I think this offense, as bad as it looked for most of the year, does have some talented players in it and does have a lot of the same guys who run a competent offense last season. And I just, you know, I, I saw something. I saw something at the end of that, at the end of the season here and in that game that made me think that maybe, just maybe, Maybe it's not all complete Armageddon. So you don't have the same fears. Because Tony Romo during the broadcast was one of those that was saying, I've seen some things the last few weeks kind of agreeing with you. The offense has looked a little better. Mac has looked a little bit better. Then that first half, Mac is good. You don't have the same fears of some Patriots fans who rooted against that because they're worried if you showed improvement late in the year, that could be reason to not have the change that Mago's looking for, to keep Matt Patricia. Uh, took longer than we expected, but Matt and the offense kind of rounded into form in weeks 17 Andy! and 18. He called, he called a design run for Mac Jones in the red zone. That was like, regrettable. That was, was a hell of a there call. There was a like point that. where even like I, <laughs> I actually think it was there if the guy could run. Okay, I'll never I see even, this coming. Like he, he this is the thing is even if Mac Patricia even if Matt Patricia is taking one step forward with incorporating so much more play action yesterday and some of the nice play designs that he drew up. The J- the Jacoby Myers yes. motion to the first down. Oh my God! On a th- that was like Sean McVay esque and yeah, overloading. Great, you know, they, great observation. They completely the Bills completely bit on that, or even the little teardrop pass to Devontae Parker so because that. they used Marcus Jones over on the other side, mm. and the Bills you see him biting like, oh, we're not going to get burned by this guy again. It that was great stuff. So you're making my point. So one Keep step Matt. forward, then. Bring back then Matt. You get back Bring down back there. Bring back Matt. And you call a designed run. Well, it's not for Matt all Jones. the kings. How's everybody doing today? See? And you take three steps back. So, Christian, your momentum is going to bring back Matt. If that See momentum brings back Matt, then I will uh, take back every good thing I just said <laughs> about this team and that game and everything else because. That's one thing. Remember, we heard about Bill saying, well, I don't like my coordinators leaving after one year. Uh, that hasn't happened in a while, first of all. And second of all, uh, you're not going to be worrying about that this year. If uh, if you let Matty P go, no one's going to be so impressed by that Buffalo game that they're going to hire him to run their offense. I don't think that that's what's going to happen here. I think that everybody would be crazy for that to happen. And I also don't think Robert Kraft at this point would even allow that to happen. We'll talk about Robert Kraft and what he may be thinking here a little bit later on in the show. When we come back, we're going to dive a little bit more into the X's and O's of this game here with the Buffalo Bills, a game that was close uh, for most of the game before Buffalo pulled away with their uh, superior talent. And I think that's really the difference here. The Patriots are just not talented enough to hang with a team like Buffalo. We'll get to all of that with your phone calls at 617-779-7937 right after this. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buy your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Wengel decided to defer after winning the toss. And here's Hines on the run back, breaking a tackle and taking it past midfield. And down the sideline he goes. This is storybook. An opening kickoff return for Tamar Hamlin. And this place is absolutely going wild. Oh, you just said this is storybook. This is almost fate. I just can't believe what just happened. Josh Allen, the same thing. Six days removed from this incredible can't believe it. scene that we saw with the Bills player down at 690. And now, here comes Hines again. Oh, my goodness. Can he do it twice? Is this for real? Can you believe it? Even a little Dion strut to the end zone. 101 yards. Do you believe it? No. It's pretty close, Jim. It's pretty close. What this is not on here. This is almost like a miracle. Like to have two of these in the same game. That was the call of the difference in the game. A couple of kick returns. Naeem Hines uh, turning on the Jets there to start the game. In terms of like all-time sports moments, where do you rank that? Where do you rank that uh, opening kick return? In all I mean, time like sports an all moments? like an all time sports moment. I feel like people. It's certainly uh, certainly Tony Romo was talking about it that way. I, I know it I'm wasn't gonna, a Super Bowl. Uh, or yeah, anything, I'm going to feel differently if I'm a Bills fan. Right. Like it was. If you're on totally on the outside of all of it, just a casual NFL fan or completely like out of the, maybe you're an NFC team fan. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, that's incredible. Look at that. That's not in my top ten of all time sports moments. Do you believe it? No. I think it's more. Almost like a human. If you put put together, because to me it doesn't rank in the sports moments because it's not right. a Super Bowl. It was a regular Series. season game. Yeah. yeah. So, But if you combine it with the story and make it kind of a, a human interest story, that that ranks pretty Like high. Rudy getting a sack or something, yeah. you know? Like, like that it didn't wasn't, matter for yeah. Notre Dame. Like <laughs> right. that's just a story. But mm-hmm. it's cool. It's cute. It's it, You'll remember it. Um, but yeah, all-time sports stories. I mean, 
It, it was significant enough that while I was watching the game, my mom and my sister were in the other room, and they heard me go, you've got to be kidding me. They both jumped. They're not football fans. They're not watching this game, but they both had to jump up to see this moment. Right. So I think when you talk about where it is on a human level, I think it's one of those things that really transcends sports. Right, Andy, I want to get your perspective on this because I was surprised the Patriots winning the toss that they still decided to defer. I know they're obsessed with the double dip and everything, and they're going to do that, but this is the most high-flying, powerful offense in the whole league by far, and they're all juiced up, and everybody's talking about, hey, all you have to do is go out there and survive the first seven or eight minutes, and, like, everything will come back. Water will reach, reach its level in terms of, you know, all the hype and everything in this stadium, and they just, they, like, let them go out and explode. I know it's special teams. It wasn't your right. defense giving it up. But what did you was, – was that the wrong calculation? I don't think so. First of all, Belichick's going to do what he do, and mm-hmm. what he do is defer. Like, that's just the way he believes in it. And I think if you deviate from that, I think players notice. Like, wait a minute. We've deferred 8 million straight games in a row. Right. Why are we – oh, you're worried. You're worried about the environment. Oh, you God. told me not to worry about the environment, but you're worried. You changed. So this is like a big balls contest? Like, what? Uh – we're Maybe. not afraid I'm not of you. Sure. Um, no, it's it's do what you do when you when you deviate from your norm. I think that sends a message to pl- wait. Why isn't what we normally do good enough? Why do we have to try to pull out some tricks, do things differently? Second, I would also say your defense is better. That's what I thought. And third, you want to take the crowd out of the game, put the defense on the field first. Your offense went three and out with a sack. Yeah. If you had done that after taking the ball, oh boy. That would have been potentially well, then you debilitating. Did that anyway. like, yeah, but you know you're getting the ball. You you know you did things your way, and then yes, unfortunately, you went three and out. And combined with the kickoff, I thought it was over. <laughs> like that's where I really, I mean, sack and Matt, I know Mac jumps up and runs off like he still has energy, but they had to have been worried. So no, it it didn't surprise me because I think it would have sent a bad message. Yeah, um, and I do think you're right. There was an X's and O's component to it, too. Um, if you're worried about the crowd and you're worried about the reaction and sort of all those other things, you're not counting on a kick return for a touchdown. I don't think anybody can count on that. Right. Although maybe the Patriots could because six of them this year and they had three, including two in that one game. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you sort of plan for, okay, what, what are we, what's the best foot to put forward? And their best foot is their defense. And do you want yeah. an offense that has struggled, that has more penalties than anybody, false starts, sacks allowed, do you want that unit out there with the place going nuts for the opening snap of the game after the – because I'm going to assume the Patriots don't return the kickoff for a touchdown, so they take the ball first and 10 at the 25, and Mac Jones is under this, like, raucous cheer of that like, – Why Why did you start trembling when you said it. Mac Jones? <laughs> yeah, don't, wouldn't trust it. So I, I'm with Bill. Even though it didn't work because of the kick return, I guess – but whatever. If you're going to give up kick returns, it doesn't really matter if it's the first kickoff of the game or the second. You're in trouble. You're chasing. Yes. Um, Cam Accord's obviously taking a beating today. Uh, the overall, I think, look of those two kick returns was not anything that I saw from my you know uh, unprofessional perspective that seemed any different from any other kick return. What what happened on those plays? Well, there was a couple guys on the first one that I think just squeezed down too far, got out of position. It was sort of a middle return that he bounced to the outside and. You know, they talk about coaches, a lane integrity, stay in your lane, don't try to do too much. I think a couple of guys tried to do too much. The second one, I think Miles Bryant has to tackle him yes. when he hits him. Don't bounce off the guy with the ball, especially when we've already given up one today. So that was a pure physical problem, and uh, Mac, Miles Bryant was part of actually two of the four big plays. He was right in the focus of the uh, the problem. Can which, I ask you something? How bad does Sean Wade suck? 
that um, he can't get on the field over this Brian kid. Like how how bad do you have to be? And he is bad. And he's getting you all see the snaps. Him. Like the, Jesus, the couple snaps he's gotten gave up touchdown. Gave yeah. up a touchdown. Or you just watch him and guys shake him easy. He doesn't seem to be overly quick and fluid. But it is remarkable that you can have a guy that's been on the roster for two years now. You traded for him. You have no cornerbacks. You're calling up Tay Hayes and Quandre Mosley. Mm-hmm. And this guy, who once upon a time people in college football said was going to be a first-round cornerback at Ohio State, that's how good at one point he was thought of, is a healthy scratch. Like, he, he can't even get on the field and give you a few snaps and a few packages in the final game of the season. So, yeah, I think he uh, – you will like him, Mego, because you like people losing their jobs. So, I think Sean Wade will probably lose his job. Not for players. Elon Mego over here. Oh, I you just, don't like I players losing, just coaches. You have, like, if there's – if you have several years to prove yourself – and it's like Sean getting Wade. worse. Like Sean Wade. Okay, then yeah. So you're rooting for him to get I'm not rooting. No. I never root for anyone to lose their job. Ah, I just take joy from it. It's I get I take joy from new opportunities they could be pursuing. Got it. Oh yeah. That's what you're thinking about. That's Cam what I'm Accords about. new opportunities. She sounds like an HR director. Look, yeah. <laughs> That got very political. I and, feel like I've yeah. had that Listen, speech Listen, when every door closes, a window opens in the horizon for you to just jump through and pursue your new life and new opportunities. Yeah, jump through. And I've gotten that speech three times floor. in two years. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's Sean an escape. Sean Lee's on the ground floor. So, any chance, know. I was thinking, any chance we could trade a cord for Bill O'Brien? Give him a nice spot at Alabama. You sure. get to go coach special teams where you'll have the best athletes on the field, bar What's none. What's Saban going to want to do with that? I don't know. Do Bill a solid. Throw in some little Debbie cakes and make it. <laughs> Equal. What? He's he didn't you didn't know Saban's a little Debbie guy. No, I'm just trying oh. to make a calculation if there's anything that he has to offer there. I'm sorry, uh, like no. I, I'm not trying to completely rip the guy. I just you look at their performance the last couple seasons. So Aaron Schatz from uh, Football Outsiders he had this tweet: New England Patriots finished 2022 last in special teams DVOA. The Patriots had above average special teams every single season from 1996 through 2020. And I would. There were a lot of people that believed last year. If you just looked at the way special teams went, muffed punts, mm-hmm. penalties that gave like a lot of stupid mistakes that seemed to be directly tied to coaching and preparation. Remember the blocked punt in Indianapolis where Bubba Ventrone, their former special team, was like, right. "Yeah, we targeted that the week before. We saw that." Well, there were a lot of people that thought that season in most places. We've seen it all across the league. You end up losing your job as a special teams coach. The first guy to go everywhere. Didn't the Char- Chargers did it, was that two years ago now, after the Patriots had a big game against Chargers them? Chargers cleaned house, didn't right. they? Yeah. So you're right. It is, I know we get like sensitive to call for somebody's job, but this it's is a, look, big boy it, business. It is the clearest decision. And it's right. Black Monday is when it happens. And right. people will say, oh, okay, then <laughs> well, who's going to come It's moral victory in? Monday for you. That for me it is, yes. Like Bill Belichick has a proven special teams coach on his staff who he clearly trusts is in the inner Belichick circle and then you get him further away from Mac Jones I was which say, is a good thing for everybody. You probably strengthen two areas by just <laughs> sliding Joe Judge over a little bit. Fix special teams and get the hell to away me, from Mac. It's, it's the clearest decision this offseason. And I think it'll probably happen. I would almost be stunned at this point if it doesn't happen. Now. When? Tell uh, us when. Probably as soon as today. Okay. We may not know. We may not know until... You know, some mini camp roster is handed out, and you look at the bottom, and it says Joe Judge, assistant head coach, special teams, or something. Make the head coach happy. That's your job. That's his job. So make him happy and go coach the the kicking game. Did either of you two consider this a winnable game? No. While it was being played, like I oh, mean, obviously yeah. they had a lead in the third quarter, so you thought maybe they could hold on to it there. But was it one of those games where you always just sort of figured, well, Buffalo is going to come back and win? Yes, because that's sort of where I was. But when you lead in the third quarter, yeah. 
you have to at least acknowledge the fact. And then I'll tell you when I started. They had their lead for about one second. Right. <laughs> but when when they when they got the so you taken the blows of unluckiness, kickoff return, but mm-hmm. you you throw an ugly pick and they give it right back to you. Yes. That was one where I was like, huh. I mean, this feels like momentum is kind of stagnant here, and you have a chance to seize an opportunity, and then you didn't end up doing it. And that's why, for me, where I started out with the 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 kickoff returns were one thing. They're the flashy objects. But if you take away those two big pa- pass plays, you might win the game. Sure. And you're supposed to be a great defense. You're supposed like that's a regular job. There's nothing quirky about that. That's Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs doing what they do. Jonathan Jones trying to do what he's supposed to do. That's where I say you just got beat in that. Because if you take those away, everybody wants to take away the 14 points for the kickoff returns and say, well, you would have won the game. Right. Well, guess what? Even with the kickoff returns, if you didn't allow 40-plus yard touchdown passes. To a guy on the practice squad, one of them, yeah. Right, John Brown, you'd yeah. win the game. So there's a couple ways to look at that. Yeah, no, that it's, makes plenty of sense. But that's just the loser argument that we've oh. been making all year. <laughs> Am I the loser? Yeah. No, they're the losers. We're all the losers. Oh, I We're, thought we, I was the loser making the, the argument. No, 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 no. Because we we have been making that. We've been saying this in all these moral victory Mondays that we start the season with, and then you go in and say, well, you know, if they we started the season with the Dolphins game, Bill Belichick telling us if a couple of plays, big plays, had just gone a different way. We win that game. And yep. it was like he, he spoke it into existence for the rest of the season. Because then it's like, well, if you take this out, if you take that out, well, when you're doing that pretty much week in and week out, you're just not a good team. Right. And I, I know we're all sitting at this table and we're all agreeing that this is not a good team to finish the year. I'm not saying they're like a totally bad team, but they're not a good team. No. They didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. They didn't earn to be in the playoffs. No. And so it's, it, I'm, I'm just not going to sit here again and say – you know, that if you had taken out this or you had taken out that, like, okay, well, that's been the story all season. And it was the most predictable thing that they would have these these great plays from the defense, from Devin McCourty, and then have this surge of momentum and that for once, or I guess for the second week in a row, the offense is actually stringing these 70-plus yard drives together, but that's not who this team has been. So I guess I never really felt hopeful that they were going anywhere because they've never given us any indication that they can sustain something like that through four quarters of a game the entire season. And you're right that it's a loser thing to say because the Buffalo Bills this year had a lot of games where a bounce here or a bounce there and they lose that game. They almost lost to Cleveland. They almost lost to Detroit. They almost lost to the Dolphins a second time. They had a few games that were one-score games. And they won those games, okay? That's the difference. They didn't fumble it at the end or try some crazy lateral play or whatever. I mean, the the Bills are winners. That's what a winning team does. The Patriots weren't a winning team this year. And the Patriots used to be winners. They did. I I would argue that over six Super Bowls, if I take away 10 plays, 12 plays, you might have zero Super Bowls. True. Right? Like, they lived that life by a field goal here, a punt return there, an interception here, a sack there, like a trick play here. So that that's football. Football. Most of the games are decided by three, four, five plays. Yesterday's a perfect example. Two long touchdowns, two kick returns. You lose. Yep. See ya. That's yeah, it. and not to get too big picture, but they also won a lot of those games by other teams screwing up. Sure. Other teams being the dumber team. This year, that was more you. Then you oh, yeah. being the other, you know, the shooting on the other foot. Glad you that, brought that up. That was totally you throughout this entire year. I want to do a uh, Six Rings podcast where I firmly believe, and because I forget the details, terrible memory, but you go back to their 17 games, how many of them did the winner win the game 
or did the loser really lose the game? You know what I mean? And, and I'm saying the Patriots, they won nine. I mean, they won eight. They lost nine. I'm, I'm including them on both sides of the equation. Mm-hmm. I think Zach Wilson gave them games. Right? So you didn't really win that. Zach Wilson gave it to you. Oh, the second Jets game when you win it from the Marcus Jones return? Right. Like, come right. on. You gave, you gave the Bengals a game a couple weeks ago. You gave them the game. So how many of their games did a, the, the, of the 17 did the victorious team win it? Or did really one of the two bad teams on the field, backup quarterbacks, Sam Ellingers, and did they make the dumb mistakes to lose it? I felt like we saw a lot of losing football this year, both from the Patriots in their opponents, and that was the totality of 17 games. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I think that that's just the reality of the NFL right now. Look at the look at this past Sunday and Saturday, all of the quarterbacks that were playing who were some of the some of the names. I mean, you had Brock Purdy versus David Blau. There's a real quarterback. And these weren't all guys who got injured. These are guys who got benched. You know, I mean, there's a problem in the NFL right now, and that, I think, just makes more chum in the water for the really good teams. Now, if the Patriots were a really good team this year, they probably win, like, 15 games. You oh, know? absolutely. Like, they had a lot, and there's teams that they played that they should have beaten and uh, and didn't, and the teams that they were supposed to beat, they generally did, right? I mean, that was that was kind of all they could do this but year. But can like... It's sort of all they could do last year, too. I yes. feel like, uh, and uh, this is an interesting, like, deeper conversation for another day, maybe later this week, but you talk about the quarterbacks in the league as yeah. if it's, like, the haves and have-nots. Like, there's no middle class, and I think you look at... What's happened with the Giants this year? And I'm not saying that they should go in on Daniel Jones and have him be the future, but having a competent, offensively minded coach on your staff, and then one and one who's a really great coach like Dayball, who's able to connect with the locker room, mm-hmm. I think that goes to show you you can have a middle class quarterback still in the league. Like it, yeah, I, 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 I don't know if the I mean Daniel Jones was a lottery pick, but yeah, I know I know what you're saying. But, but he's a middle had, class quarterback. He sure, he's a middle class quarterback. I mean, you could you could have looked at him last season and thought like. Okay, at the end of this season, his career as a starter would be done. Right. Sure. And now you look at them, and they're a playoff team, and you can say, okay, well, he's at least competent. Thank God you they know? got Let's Joe see, Judge I mean, away from him. <laughs> we look at well, we look at these quarterbacks yeah. who are in the league for three, four years, and then they're done. Yeah. And a lot of it is because of really bad coaching situations, really bad offensive coordinator situations, and it's like arrested development with them there and then they're just out of the league or they are forced to be a third stringer somewhere else and I, I, I don't know I think with we talk about the coordinator position and the coaching so much because it can make or break these guys so early in their careers I also think some of it has to do with you talk about the haves and the have-nots like there's only a handful of haves in my opinion at the quarterback position you saw one of them Actually, you've seen a few of them in the last few weeks. Joe Burrow yep. is one of them. Herbert is one of them. Mahomes, Allen, there's a there's a handful. But I think people move on from the others because they know, oh, I see what a have is, and we don't have one of those, so I'm not going to waste my time for two, three more years. Where I think in the old days there was a little bit more of, eh, we can win some games with him and the Parcells theory if we get in. I think now, like the Giants, I think, will decide at some point, he's okay, we can make the playoffs with him, we'll never win a Super Bowl with him. We need to figure out how to get the guy, not just a guy. Which is hilarious coming from the Giants. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> that is uh, <laughs> funny a, from them. With the ultimate little brother quarterback. Right. Like, no shots. You know, two-time Super Bowl champ, but still. Right. They. How often did they go from, at least twice, they went from, like, November, maybe we'll fire Coughlin to, hey, parade in February. <laughs> <laughs>
It's true. Uh, 617-779-7937. There's your phone number. When we come back, we'll get to your phone calls. I promise you we'll get to as many as we can today as we uh, lay the 2022 Patriots uh, down to rest here. It was a tough season for them, but it's finally over. We'll uh, get to all of that. And the season ticket holders got a little message from the Crafts. Who else got a little message from the grabs? We'll get to all that next. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T. P-U-R-O-A-I-R dot com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We're back. Arcand and Mego on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. I'm a Patriot fan, big time, first. And more than anything, it, it bothers me that we haven't been able to win a playoff game in the last three years. That was Robert Kraft back in March. Welcome back, Sports Radio WEEI. Christian Arcan, Megan Adelina. We got Andy Harton here until 4 o'clock. Um, there was a message sent to uh, season ticket holders today with uh, promises made, platitudes, oh. if you will. Oh. Uh, I'm reading from the, uh, from the letter, which was shared on social media today, and it reads as follows. Dear season ticket holder, unfortunately, our season ended sooner than we hoped yesterday in Buffalo. While we always want to be playing in games with playoff implications in Week 18, our expectation was to perform better throughout the season and to advance through the playoffs. We can assure you that no one in our organization is satisfied with the results from this past season. In the weeks ahead, we will be making critical evaluations of all elements of our football operation as we strive to improve and return to the playoffs next year. When we welcome you back for the 2023 season, we anticipate presenting you with an improved product on the field (laughs) as well as many exciting new features and additions to Gillette Stadium. You excited? Yes. You have helped create a dominant home field advantage over the last 20 years. It was just you, nobody else. And we look forward <laughs> it to... It is what it is. We look forward to creating many more memorable moments in the years ahead. As always, we're extraordinarily thankful for the support you provide us and the strong foundation our organization has as a result. With great appreciation, uh, Robert and Jonathan Kraft. Well, I'm um, rooting for Tom Brady. I am too. Already off to a rough start with the closure of the CBS scene, let me just say. 
Uh, I certainly enjoyed that place. CBS Sporting Club. Oh. They actually rebranded it a couple years ago, which is the first step towards closure. Which Shows you how long it's been since I've been there. <laughs> All yes. I heard is that it was closing. Yeah, um, it is. Anyways, uh, what do you guys make of this letter? So, can I nitpick real quick? Absolutely. All day. I don't actually want to be playing in games with playoff implications in Week 18. Exactly. Like in 2007, when you were undefeated, Resting you were the players, number one right. seed, and your biggest issue was, do I rest or do I rust? Like, like what, what, how am I approaching this? I actually... Don't want to be playing in games in Week 18 that matter at all. I mm-hmm. liked hats and T-shirts in early December back then. Okay, proceed. Okay. The other alternative, of course, is that you're playing in games where you're 5 and 12 and nothing matters in yeah, Week 18. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, that's the other side of that coin, but I know what you're saying there. Uh, Megan, your uh, re- reaction to the letter? <laughs> if you, that letter <laughs> appeared in your mailbox, what would you think? Is this new, I by just, the way? Uh, I think it went out today. No, no, no. I mean, I don't. Oh. I've been around for 20 <laughs> years. I don't recall a morning after letter. So It was I- horrible. <laughs> Are they they usually send like a giant box to season ticket holders at the beginning of the season, right. and then I think they send out some communication or gift bag or something to end the season. But this feels like an apology. It does. It does. And I don't recall a the need for an apology twelve hours after the game. Whenever this went out, like I find this a little weird, and I do think this is a good sign. I, all of you that believe that Robert Kraft has to be motivated, I feel like this is a sign. That Robert Kraft is indeed not just sort of taking the punches, lying down, and letting Bill do what he wants. I think he's motivated. I think this tells you that. All right, 617-779-7937. There is your phone number. Let's go to the phones and talk to Matt, who is in Rhode Island. He leads us off here. Hi, Matt. How you doing? Hey, how you doing, guys? No, it is it is pretty crazy to think both the Giants and Detroit, um, how far they've come since uh, they dropped these two coaches. And, you know, we'll take them on our staff, no problem. But um, called in just with a quick uh, number, um, six total return kickoff touchdowns in the NFL this year, and the Patriots let up three of them. So that's that's not great. Everyone's running down the middle of the field. And just lastly, um, Belichick said he was on the hook for all these decisions, but yet he comes on today and he's talking about you know how much money the Patriots spent. So I, I don't really see that as answering the bell. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the comment, and that's a good point at the end there. Um, all year long, it was, uh, if this doesn't work, it's my fault. If it doesn't work, blame it on me. And today it's, well, you know, in the last three years we were the 27th team in spending, which, oh you know, is a, a comment and an exchange that we will get to a little bit later on in the show when we talk more about uh, Bill and uh, and all that. We'd, we'd sort of uh, covered the special team stuff and the kick returns. There was also a number of blocked punts this year. Yep. Um, there's not really one area of the special teams outside of Marcus Jones and that return in the Jets game that you can look at and say – this was really functioning at a high level this year. I mean, even, you know, we mentioned even Nick Folk. You know, but I would say the racing. one thing I would give him, and I don't know if this is factual, but he was good up until Nick, I mean, uh, Jake Bailey got hurt. True. So I'm wondering if that's, that change in Holder affected him uh, because it kind of tailed off when he got Pilardi holding the ball instead of his guy. Speaking of all that, um, the wow. uh, you just sort of jogged Triggered my memory something. here. Yeah. You did trigger oh. this. Uh, the suspensions. Yeah. And we'll talk more at length about them a little bit later, but this whole thing about Bailey and why wasn't he out there doing the kicks and Bill's evasive answers about it both days. Um, what the hell, man? Like, what What was that about? It's very strange. Uh, I, I would dare say unprecedented. We, I just asked about the letter. I don't remember guys from IR getting suspended. Certainly not. Uh, for, Bailey's in one category because I think you could even read that as because it voids future guarantees. Like, hey, are you kind of massaging the rules here to maybe get out from under a contract that you signed in August that you don't want to... Right. But Jack Jones, correct me if I'm wrong, he's like the number one corner of the future. After these first half highlights... 
are we are we trying to send him a message and and mold him into the patriot we need him to be or should I be concerned that the guy I thought was going to be your number one corner you're button heads with already it's fascinating because the Jake Bailey situation had direct implications on yesterday's game and yep. a huge yep. part of why you lost yep like you can say okay take away these two plays well if you have a proper punter back there assuming that Jake Bailey is at least competent it's a different situation in a big part in big parts of the game but the Jack Jones one is just so much juicier because mm. his agent is going out there and saying like that he was fine to play, and then that this was not. That or, was Bailey's or, agent. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah. Jack Jones's agent was basically going out pushing back on what the Patriots were saying about how he was handling his rehab. Yeah, and there's some question, and and there was even a report. I think Bert Breer had it that Bill brought this up in a meeting and said like this is basically not how we do things around here, which also feels a little too little, too late. <laughs> like so, with all the issues, like mm. I feel like that conversation should have been had maybe. Eight weeks ago. This yeah, is a little inside baseball, but it is a little concerning for me. Isn't Jack Jones's agent Nikhil Harry's agent? Uh, I do not know that. I believe they have the same agent. And if that's the case, because I love the, I, I, I like a lot about Jack Jones, and I, I'm worried about that. <laughs> if if well, that's the common denominator, seeing the way that things went with Nikhil Harry and his handling. With but at team. least we know the Patriots had a working relationship because he requested a trade. They ignored the request for a right. trade and Nikhil stuck around for another full year trying to make the relationship work. So maybe they're actually having a good back and forth about making relationships work. Congrats to you for finding the slimmest silver lining. I'm taking it situation. from Arkin. He started yeah. so hopeful. Sounds I feel like, like you real growth. pull positives out of some of these things. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, 617-779-7937. There's your phone number. When we come back, Bill Belichick spoke today. And all that optimism that I had kind of flew out the window. Uh, we'll hear what Bill, yeah, thank you, Bill. We'll hear what he had to say about his future, about the future of Mac Jones, about the future of the coaching staff, and uh, really the future of everything. They were giving him the business down there at Gillette today. Uh, that's all coming up right after uh, right after this. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. 
And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.